0: everybody welcome to another brand new episode of the top 10 show i'm john roca
1: and i am mad Nost, and we are excited to be here to deliver you another uh masterpiece and that's not our word (laughs) that is a direct quote from so many people we have a list of attributions of that quote anyway you can find it on our wikipedia uh but another masterpiece is what we're here to do
2: uh
1: what's new with you what's going on uh, living life, man. Just uh,
0: finally made a doctor's appointment after a whole year. Uh, so it's about time to go to the doctor and see what's going on, see if there's any issues going on. Uh, having some lung stuff going on. It's nothing to do with COVID, but some lung stuff happening. So I'm going go to go get that checked out. It's a little weird. Uh, we just signed the lease to stay for another year in San Diego, where we're living now. So we'll see how another year goes, where we're going to be at the end of that second year. Who knows? Who knows? Who can say? Um, But yeah, uh, pretty much that, I think. Um, Yeah, pretty much just working on the channel, dropping the reactions, doing the videos. uh, As we're recording this, getting ready for Shang-Chi this weekend, which looks fantastic. Oh, I saw it already. But like the uh, buzz is great from so many people who are excited to see it. So I hope it does well this weekend. So
1: yeah. Yeah, I'll wait till after the weekend and I will go see it then. It's just nicer (laughs) because there's nobody in there yeah right and that's i i don't mind going and i'm wearing my mask and doing all that jazz and the max the room has is 25 percent. right good uh i can wait yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's fine in my world i can it'll wait. be
0: packed it'll yeah be
1: packed yeah and this weekend with the holiday weekend you're like well it looks like i'll watch that at some point middle of next week
0: yeah yeah that's fine i just it's got, I got the i just watched the rock trailer with uh the Red Notice trailer with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot they dropped the teaser trailer this morning. Um okay. And we're on the precipice of the NFL. Matt what next or, week. what is
1: what is the rock? I
0: have not seen. So it's called it's trailers. called Red Notice and the oh. rock is in it with Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Basically, he's a guy who tracks down he, he's like FBI or whatever, tracks down the most wanted criminals. Okay. And Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds are essentially the two most wanted criminals, and they're going after these uh, items, these precious items. But the film itself is like all over the world; like they go to Egypt and Russia and all this kind of stuff. So it's a pretty expansive film, and it's by the director who did Dodgeball, Ross and Marshall wow. Thurber. Yeah, he, he did Central Intelligence with The Rock. He did the skyscraper. With the rock. Well, okay. Now so he's got a working world? relationship with the Rocks. He does. But this looks like poof. This looks massive. Like he's jumping to the next level as a director. So um they dropped the first well, teaser trailer this morning. If
1: they actually shot in those locations, sure as shit he just did because yeah, yeah. He got to travel around the world and shoot a movie. That's pretty sweet. It's a good point. Did he actually
0: get to go to these uh locations to shoot yeah. the film? Yeah, it's
1: a great or point. is it stand in? We were in Vancouver to shoot this part of it, and then we went right. to this area to shoot this part of it. Yeah. I, but That's still same. got to travel around. I'm not knocking it. No, no. That's but it does cool. seem a hell of a jump. I don't care for Dodgeball. It's not your It's not your movie, huh? I, it's go back and watch it now. Okay. It's not as funny the, as, you, as you think. I found it enjoyable when it came out. Okay, okay. it was It was fine. And now going back and just like I, the charm of Vince Vaughn is not carrying me enough through this because oh, Ben yeah. Stiller, I'm not enjoying at all, and that's your protagonist or antagonist rather, right? Uh, it's just so weird. It's like a yeah. hodgepodge of actors that I enjoy and other things, and in this one, not really. <laughs> I mean, you got Rip Torn and Stephen Root, yes, with Jason Bateman and Gary Cole on top of uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, yeah. Alan Tudyk. Uh stiller, his wife whose name I cannot remember. Uh yeah. Um Christine Taylor, I think. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah.
0: Is it Christine Taylor? Yes, it is Christine Taylor. Nice. But still got it in there somewhere. Yeah, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. Justin Long. Yes. Um Justin Long, yes. It's a long list of people that I have enjoyed thoroughly in so many different movies. And in this one, I go back and watch it. It just does, doesn't spark really much of anything. Missy Tank Pyle.
0: Missy Pyle plays. Oh, yeah. Missy Pyle plays the Russian. Oh, okay, uh, the sure. The Russian
2: girl.
1: With the unibrow thing. Yeah, with and with <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I can't remember anyone else. Is Tiny Lister in that? Of course. Gary Cole and Jason Baton. No,
1: I don't think so. No. They've He's, got another like incredibly massive big, walking okay. brick wall okay. black guy. Okay. But they also have a couple of those big meathead white guys too. Yes, yes, they do. Um, yeah, oh his theme God. is just generic, yeah, big, big people.
2: Yeah.
0: One of those guys I worked with on a movie years ago. What an utter douche, man. Utter really? douche. Yeah. For whatever reason, he was just like, he had some kind of heart on for me and I I was friends with the director for many, many years. We, it was like the last thing I ever did on camera in terms of uh, filmmaking or whatever. Sure. And the guy for whatever reason came to the set with this kind of fucking attitude towards me. And I didn't get it. Like, I don't understand where they came from. And I've had that happen two or three times in my life. Just some people have a thing. You know what I'm saying? Someone we know has a thing about me that I discovered over the last few months that I had no idea and has a, issue about it and uh you know for what I, I don't know where it comes from he's never once told me why yeah uh, or bothered to have the maturity to come and tell me Um and in this situation this was a guy who was uh, it was a meathead one of the guys on the Globo gym or whatever and uh he maybe he was jealous of the friendship I had because he had established a friendship with the director himself for many years and whatever and so but on the set of the film he just uh, the film we were doing he just was constantly like taking jabs and berating me and if i if i was talking to a girl he'd come up and say some kind of inappropriate shit about me to the girl and one day i was like dude what is your problem like what is the fucking deal here man and he and he's like what you want to go outside i go dude if you want to beat me up then go ahead and beat me up i don't give a fuck like what's your problem wow you know i just put it on the table because i don't care about that shit you know i like sure. a short i short circuit that to- toxic masculinity all the time with fucking bros like that it drives me nuts because it's like stupid um and so uh, he gave me a call one day and he was like yeah i don't know what was going on with me man i you know and and he kept saying like i could see how you could see it that way i could see it. And i was like i'm not fucking like misinterpreting what you're doing dude um and so um eventually supposedly it got settled and then for two or three days he was like decent and then he went right back to doing his shit and like I just, it was crazy. Like uh, I was talking to somebody about Cross. I remember this distinctly. we were in the green room, and we're talking to a fellow actor, and he's like asking about CrossFit. He's a young kid. I knew him uh, through through the director, and we were just talking about CrossFit because I had done it a couple of years before, and for three years. And I said to him, I was like, "Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. You got to find the right gym. Blah, blah blah." But you know, you don't want to get those those gyms where they try to push you and, and you know injure you because they're irresponsible um, and whatever. And he's listening. The guy's listening. The, the guy, um, and he says, he, he goes, what are you guys talking about? And we just mentioned the CrossFit because when did you do CrossFit? And I said, I did it for like three years, a couple years ago. And he's like, doesn't look like you do it anymore. And I'm like, the fuck, man? The fuck? Why I, are you making a shot like that? Like, what the fuck? You know? Trust me, man. I've been there. Yeah. Dude. I, oh, I'm sure, I was yeah, in college I'm
2: yeah.
1: once and we're drinking and... uh my roommates all went to high school together. They had like, basically, I met one of them on my dorm. He lived right across the hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, he was awesome, and all his friends were awesome. So basically, I got kind of folded into their high school group that was already yeah. at college. It yeah. like, it's sweet. It had three, four great guys. And a dude they knew from high school went into the military and showed up to college. It's like, they kind of knew him type of thing. Yeah. And he saw he came to our house, and then he went out to a bar with us. And he, I can't remember what he said. And we're all sitting in a circle talking. And I, this is where my mouth got me in trouble. And I was like, well, you got a team of monkeys working on that for you? <laughs> but, I, but we had all been busting each other's balls in this circle. And he joined the conversation. He's laughing along with. Right. And I was returning. I'm trying to say, hey, we're all friends here. Right. And the rest of the night, he mean-mugged me and said, you know, whisper talked. Yeah. People a foot away from me and be like... Well, that guy seems like a fucking prick, huh? And the other person wouldn't engage. And then they'd look over at me and be like, oh, and the drunker we got. Eventually, we went to one this one bar. <laughs> it was just like the stupid dance bar. And I yeah. fucking hated the place. It was called Mars. And uh, I ducked out the side after like 15 minutes when he went on to the fucking dance floor to be aggro with some chicks. I was like, yeah. all right, guys, yeah. I'm out because I'm pretty sure he's going to take a swing sometime soon. Uh. Which I found out afterwards, yeah. The next day, he told them, he's like, I would have. Like, they, they are like, why? It's I said something to you way worse. He's just like, yeah. I don't know. I was drunk. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy, right? I know. There's something there's no reasoning. It's just like yeah. super aggro, and you're like, all right. Logic does not make sense right now to you. Right. So I'm so, going to take myself out of this equation because. Yeah, because it doesn't make. Because
0: yeah. there's no logical reason for why this is happening. You yeah. Know, there's no real. You're creating the beef here that, that is
1: not happening on my end
0: at all, you know?
1: Exactly. You've fictionalized this in your head, There's these yeah. these operatic effects, and it's fucking yeah. nothing. Yeah. There is not like I didn't walk in here and slight you to put you down in front of all your friends. Right? Yeah, it was weird. Like the, I I always feel weird when other dudes
0: are threatened by me because I don't and I'm not trying to say that in an arrogant way at all. I've had those conversations. Um because I don't see myself as any kind of value in that way as a threat to anybody like I hang out in a room I'm just hanging out in a room doing my own thing I literally would spend most of the time that just reading my iPad or because I was reading the script and studying the lines or I was reading articles that I was finding online on Wi-Fi about whatever so I kept to myself most of the time so I wasn't swinging my dick around you know and i get it people listening might think oh you know roke is the outlaw he bullshit i don't like that that in real life like that's a fun yeah, thing to do for a, a show it's a part right what I, in real life i'm i'm very much like you know I, yeah i can be you know a fun aggressive sometimes a little bit aggressive in the humor but i'm not trying to you know kind of uh, you know take the center in, in a room like i try to just do my own thing oh, yeah. And uh, man, it's I I just I'm always unsettled when shit like that happens because I don't know where it's coming from. And I have to believe that with him, it was this kind of jealousy that they gave me the second lead part in the movie. His friend did. who's my friend first. And uh, he maybe felt because he spent more time with him consistently through the years in Los Angeles that he deserved a little more. Of um, respect, and we had to do scenes together too, as like old buddies who got together. Yeah, and there was all kinds of tension around that whole oh, situation, course. man. And it was
1: so unnecessary, oh, of course. you know. It, it I, that one is such a specific because I can yeah. I can visualize being in that. I've been on weird sets. Yeah, and right? if there's somebody that's yeah. just that type of attitude, one thousand percent. Yeah. I think I told you the story once I shot uh, a commercial and it shot up in Pasadena. It was for those old Capital One college mascots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, this is, you know, the beauty of being average white. I walked into the audition. They're like, Hey, just say this one line. Didn't even tell me what it was beforehand. And I was like, and the guy, and the director was right there. It was at the callback. And so were the ad agency. They all went, Okay. (laughs) i walk out and i get a call from my agent the next day and be like hey you booked that capital one and i was like really (laughs) and it was like well it's because you look the most like the kid who is the primary in it because i knew it wasn't nothing and i was like right okay sure whatever right uh but on that set so one of the makeup artists told me that because uh, they were shooting three or four at one time because it was supposed to be a kid's birthday party was the central theme of a series of commercials
2: yeah yeah so
1: they have the kids there for one day and they're just interchanging parents for certain shots type of stuff right. so i shot one of them right and i was just getting my makeup and hair done uh because i think we were the second or the third of the day and yeah. the makeup artist was telling me that one of the girls in the first two or first one or whatever before me yeah. was just a real bitch like just causing huge problems. And I was like, oh, "No shit. And I walked out and I uh, said something to someone else. like brought it up and gave me this mm-hmm. look. So that second person then interacted with her and the makeup artist. Oh shit. So now she thinks the story got out and I'm the one that's spreading it. And <laughs> then I walked back into the makeup and she was getting touched back up. Cause I think I yeah. do an extra shot or maybe she was in the background of the fourth. <laughs> and she was like, it's this guy. I literally walked into Cause the, <laughs> And she yelled at me, and I was like, um, I heard it from the other makeup artist or whoever, because <laughs> she wasn't in the room, right? and then having to run in so-and-so, but that rumor did not start with me, I just <laughs> remember I got caught, but it was weird, I, it was like the fifth or sixth set I'd been on, there'd never been anything but fun and harmony. Yeah, and I was like enjoying the ooh, a little set gossip because <laughs> <laughs> we're not here for six months, and so this shit isn't supposed to happen.
0: Right, right, right. It's
1: quick, yeah. And you yeah, get that little bit of
0: gossip. Yeah, there's right. no
1: way it's a commercial show. Everybody just happened yeah. to be working for the day and enjoying themselves. Yeah, actors are the weirdest people, man. Mm-hmm. I just
0: don't get. I don't get why they, you know, like well, yeah. All I ever do want to do when I get on set is t- learn my lines, get the makeup and the hair done, tell me where I need to be. I hope I deliver a believable performance. And then let me get the fuck out of there. Like I, some people just want to come there and create like drama or create like they need the attention to fucking live, man. It's weird. How many times
1: have you finished in makeup and hair? looked at yourself and be like, I fuck, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) My hair is in a way that I would never wear it. It looks strange in my head. And I've got makeup on that. I can see. I'm sure in camera, you can't really tell it all. Yeah. Um, but oh. looking at it, you're like, oh, my God. And then getting all that fucking makeup off Yeah. yeah. at the end of the day. It's worse oh. on certain ones than others. But, yeah, fuck. We were doing
0: wind talkers, Matt, when they would have to put all the fucking grime on us. Oh, oh. My God. The hour. And it's like 30 to 50 people that are being let go at the same time. And you're all running back to at late at night to go to the fucking uh, costume design, a costumer so you can turn in your shit. Mm-hmm. Then you got to sit there at the common sinkholes or whatever they created there to kind of wipe everything off. And, you know, everyone smells like shit from having been on the fucking set all day. It's the worst. The absolute, yeah. And then you got to go all the way the fuck back to home and then come the fuck on back within six hours all over again, or seven hours all over again. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts, man. So, um, but yeah, this guy—he—he—he—he—he's he, like a D-list, if—if if even a D-list actor. Uh, and he didn't—I don't know if he had a line or two in *Dodge Dogs*. It's been a while since I've seen it, but you okay. see him in the film. He's—he's ah, one, he's one, one
1: of the villains for one of the, Ben Stiller.
0: Yeah, one of the mean big dude white guys for, Vin, for Ben Stiller. And he runs an acting class. And I'm like, why are you teaching an acting class? You have no actual honest credits and here you are fleecing these young actors that come in and you're going to teach them about acting i was like get the
1: fuck out of here i mean man. so i i agree it's nuts man but then to these other people it could be yeah but he has been in these movies so right maybe exactly he and that's, that's what he exchanged
0: on but i i, I could have taught classes like that and i always felt weird because i'm like no nah, man, I haven't accomplished enough to be able to remotely teach a class like that. Yet people who have been nothing but glorified extras or the occasional day player think they can tell all this this information. It's so it's so funny to me. It's just and I'm very glad I'm out, brother. I'm very, very glad I'm out. It's it's too yeah, it's aggravating, a man.
1: Gig that I never I understand why people are drawn to it, but I just like the idea yeah. of doing it nonstop. Yeah. Uh is never I've never taken an acting class because it just doesn't in, in interest me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Cause that's what it would come down to because every person I know was like, you don't need them for a commercial. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I booked them without it. And I'm like, I know what I'm doing because it's yeah. only small. You're only doing 15 seconds, yeah. 20 seconds. Like it's really nothing. And you're naturally
0: funny. So like the but, commercials are built on those kinds of things or timing. And so since yeah. you have that in inher- inherently within you, you don't got to go to a fucking. House. Uh, but
1: but it's timing in that like I, I know how to deliver in front of people. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's not the problem, and we're only doing so this isn't fucking drawn out where I need to figure out the character's backstory. Right. And right. Come up with some past trauma that I'm carrying with me. It's no. It's oh, we're we're doing this. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. You're a dad in this one. All right, I'm a dad. Look at him over there scampering. <laughs> I love that little kid. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're an asshole in this one. All right, let's go be an asshole. All right. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Um, uh, but
0: I was also watching another trailer, and, and I'm going to ask you this. Have you ever, I was watching a trailer for this film coming out called The Alpinist. It's a documentary about oh. a guy who free climbs, a real guy. And apparently he's been doing it since 15 years old. And they document this thing with him. And he doesn't make a big deal about what he climbs. Like He hardly tells anybody what he climbs. He just does it for himself. And they thought and this documentary crew just kind of followed him and interviewed a bunch of people. Do you have any kind of interest? Uh it's not my thing. Do you have would you have an interest
1: in climbing mountains like free climbing a mountain? Fuck no. <laughs> I there you go. I've read tons of books about it because it's oh, yeah. I know it's something that I'll never do. Right, right. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, for this show, so we're doing man versus nature, yeah. Uh today, which you already know because you saw it in the title. Um, of wherever you're listening or watching this, mm-hmm. uh, And thank you to Angela Dashner who sent us this idea on this yeah. topic. It's an excellent one. Thank I you. think there's uh, an entire we could do a standalone documentary series just about mountain climbing. Oh, probably true. A top ten of that? I'm I'm yeah. close to that. When we were top ten mountain climbing movies, yeah, you probably could. Yeah, Mount, I'm just saying documentaries. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I've seen ten, but yeah, yet I couldn't do a musicals. <laughs> I've seen I think I've seen minimum 10 on mountain climbing. Wait, yet. Yeah, yeah, it's not your jam. Exactly. Something that there are hundreds <laughs> of iterations of. I don't know if I can get to that. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fascinated by it and the drive yeah. that it takes, the types of individuals that are drawn oh to it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I love tons about it. I kept all those documentaries off my list today because there's enough fictional movies. Yeah. To- Me too. That I was like, you know what? If I genuinely think we could do a standalone show of this, maybe we'll do that at some yeah. point. Uh, that that would be really curious because then I could spend the whole week watching them.
0: Any ones that I haven't seen?
1: There's a and bunch, then,
0: and then like you know, start to rank them uh, from having seen them, which is which would be great. Because yeah, I haven't, still haven't seen Free Solo, which everyone
1: says is incredible. Um, it's it's good. I wish I'd seen it in IMAX. Oh, I bet. Oh shit, yeah, I yeah. Bet. It was at uh, Burbank. Hmm um when you were up there and i was up there you know a couple of days a week yeah yeah and it was yeah. towards the very tail end of that and i was like i need to go see that before it leaves imax and i just couldn't get around to doing it right right uh nice. i eventually did see it but yeah the size scale scope whatever yeah is really incredible yeah um yeah. but yeah if you want to if you want to set a date you can do it right now <sighs> you can just call your shot and be like you know what the week of blah 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 and yeah. uh, I got zero problem with that but
0: we don't have to do that on air if you don't want okay. to. Okay. All right. Maybe the first week of November so we have enough time between this list and that list. Um I might that might not be bad. That might not
1: be bad. Done and done, audience. <laughs> Keep us so You're saying the recording of the first week of November yes. or yeah, so the recording it'll of the, come so, so I have time to watch these things. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're going to hold you to that man. We're okay. doing it. All right. Coming out
0: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna request a screener of this alpinist movie. I want to watch this thing. I'm Very curious. I love docs, man. I'll rip through docs like nobody's business. But uh, sure, other film like other like mountain climbing films like K two or whatever. Those uh, touching the void, they drive me insane. I, I want to see documentaries that I can believe, but films about mom climbing, I'm not always the most intrigued <laughs> to watch the film. So yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So Angela Dashner, thank you very much. For the suggestion of this, we're doing a boss hog topic here. If you're a boss hog member, it's at the fifty dollar and above level. You get to choose the topic. So thank you very much for all of you who are boss hog members of the Patreon here in the top yes. 10. Um, we appreciate it madly. We've you know we have been doing it consistently one boss hog per month at least. Uh we let them pick a topic and then we we da- we have fun with it. So uh we're jumping into this one top ten man versus nature movies, and this could have gone so many different directions, man. So I'll be curious to see what you've got on your list. I know I've put a few on my list that
1: I have. I don't think I've ever talked about on the show, so I'm. This is exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I know there's at least one. I don't believe we've ever discussed that's on my list. I, so I, I tried to do a little bit of that. Aware, I ah, know we don't want to talk about this one all that much. I right. feel like I'm missing some. Okay. Because okay. I went through my initial list and then I started googling. Right, And everything I was finding, was like, I know there's more out there. What, what am I missing? What am I missing? Because right, I feel like there's right. a glaringly obvious one that someone could point out. But there's quite a few where I take issue with other people's lists and be like, that's not. Right. Yeah, nature yeah. is part of that. But there's also another individual or a couple of individuals in the mix here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah
0: that's the way I felt about a couple of those where I initially had them on my list. But then I was like, uh, this is more than just nature. There's other things involved. So yeah,
1: I saw one. I can't remember what it was, and I was like, not even close. Like it was (laughs) wildly off the mark. I can't believe because the rest of the list seemed to be
2: roughly in the ballpark. Yeah, Yeah.
1: but it was like what? There's two dudes chasing each other through the whole thing. It goes happens through all outside mostly or whatever it was. But that shit doesn't count. Yeah.
0: Um, I felt that way about. um, (sighs) Oh, they tried to say I, I saw I did the same thing. You know, made an initial list and then Googled. Mm. Um and then re- was reminded of of that I hadn't even thought about. Um Of course, that's why you do but, it. Exactly. But then there was one where I I put it on my list initially, but then as I thought about it more, I'm like is it really man versus nature? I feel like it's you know, man versus uh, uh, a bunch of people and nature and okay. other things. So it doesn't feel like necessarily man
1: versus okay. nature. Okay, so here's one at the yeah. It's not what I initially thought of. I saw right. this one on a list after uh that one. I can't yeah. remember what the first one was, but another one I saw was Apocalypto. And I'm like, in no, no way is that man versus nature. Nope. Nope. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. That's um, a chase scene. That's a
0: chase movie. That's, it is, but it's Mad Max Ferry Road in the jungle.
1: Exactly. And then the very end of it is the conquistador showing up. It's like yeah. there's nothing but man on, you know, man versus man.
0: Right. Is man using nature against the other man? Yes, but yes. it's not man versus nature.
1: Exactly. But I can't remember what the first one was. But Apocalypto,
0: there's yeah. another one. was like, what? No. For me, for the one I'm referencing is the New World, the Terrence Malick one. Yeah. With, no. With Colin Farrell. I was like, no, nah, there is some nature elements because they're trying to build the town of Jamestown or whatever, but it's not about that necessarily. So yeah. there's more going on with the Native Americans and all of that. And so, yeah, it's just more. So yeah so there you go all right uh how, how do we come up with these lists man
1: well uh uh and they, if you see alpinus before i do let me know okay well i'll happily i'll happily watch it I'm, I'm down for obviously i'm clearly down for any kind of documentary about climbing. <laughs> but yeah i'm like you i watch it i'm like no chance but that is fascinating yeah yeah just the idea of being i've got a friend that does it um he Over, won't, he oh, said okay. he won't do everest but he's down to do so long as he's able to do it, he's down to do right. whatever. But he's scaled quite a few pretty big peaks. I got a couple of friends who did Everest to the what do they call that? What, base um, camps.
0: Base camp. They did base camp, and then that was it. Like they yeah. weren't going to go and do anything more than that.
1: For them, base camp was enough. Well, I it's supposed that. to be a party, and that's still kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. I would, you know, I would if I was in the area and be like, "Hey, do you want to go to my Everest base camps? Like a three days round trip?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know it's base camp. I mean, they My. have various camps on the mountain as you are ascending because you have to acclimate to the different uh, oxygen levels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But base camp, base camp is just right at the base. You got to exactly. hike up a glacier or something to get there. And right. it takes some time, but you can do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So long as you're in a decent shape, I believe. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Able to to walk and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you can't be hobbled, but we could both definitely make it. I think so at this age. I, yeah, I think so.
0: 10 more years probably not, but right now. Who yeah.
1: knows? Yeah. Only time will tell. That's true. <laughs> um All
0: right. Well, I I think you guys know how the show works.
1: So let's just get into it. Uh Matt, what's your 10? Hopping on it. So like we said before, trying to <laughs> have some other choices that we haven't had before. So yes. my 10 yes. is the Michael B in Classic K2. Oh, K2. Yeah, nice choice, man
0: nice Um, choice people forget that fucking movie man
1: yeah it's good it's just not as good as some other (laughs) yeah yeah. mountaineering films but um i saw it like on some random it was on showtime or hbo or just right some evening i watched it and i just loved it uh but it's about so it's him and another guy who's basically kind of a that guy for a short window time i know he was in crimson tide Um, okay as one of the officers that I think ends up on Denzel's side, a okay. white guy with the circular glasses, um, kind of okay. skinnier, uh, pointy take facial here. features. K2. Let me take here. He's the second lead. So it's Michael Biehn in that dude. Oh, sorry. It's a 90s film, 91 film. Yes. Matt
0: Craven. Yes. Matt Craven. Yeah. He was in that uh, ABC show, the cop show, High Incident.
1: I, remember and yeah, I knew he was on, on TV at yes. some point. Yes. Um,
0: and I think he did West Wing for a while, too. So, yeah.
1: And then the... Uh, oh, God, I am terrible today. The father <laughs> from Dharma and Greg. Great actor. He was in uh, oh, Point Blank yeah. as the dad, yeah. Matt. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's the leader. So the, his expedition is going up to the top of K2. And being... And what was the gentleman's last name again? Matt Craven. Yeah. Craven. Mm-hmm. Um, are there climbing... And B.M. plays this asshole lawyer, and Craven is like a normal... He's got another high-end job, but he's like a normal dude with a wife-stable relationship, and Bn is out partying all the time and whatnot, but he's got a wow. shit together. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's yeah. definitely done toots in <laughs> the work-bathroom type of, because he's just that aggro. Right. But they convince, they, they, they've they got a party going up, and they lose two climbers. Ooh. And I think it's... He gets pulmonary edema, the dad from Darman mm-hmm. Greg. Okay. Uh, And can't go up. So he sends or two other climbers go up in their place. But anyway, they managed to summit to the top of K2. And then ultimately B and has to get Craven down the hill because he breaks his leg. Wow. Uh, Which is kind of there's a uh, a great documentary about a guy that broke his leg and had to fucking crawl off the mountain. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's incredible. Uh, but I, I just enjoyed. I like mountaineering movies, and I was yeah. like, you know, what? we have never talked about K two before. So if you've never yeah. seen K two, go check it out. I think it's it's worth a watch. I, I remember that film coming out. Uh,
0: as I said, I thought it was the eighties, but late eighties. But I guess it was the early nineties. Came out ninety one counts. Yeah, I remember a lot of people like that were within the group. This like group of movie people I knew who would talked about K two all the time. Said that it was really well done. That it was one of those unsettlingly uh, authentic films. Uh, And that you felt uh, what these guys were going through the whole time when you are watching the movie. And it had a lot of good drama in it as
2: well. I remember (laughs) that very
0: distinctly. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. What's your nine? Uh, My nine is Crawl. Oh, nice. The Caius Catelerio one. Almost made the list. I was so fucking close, man. I thought I was like, ah, maybe. Anyway, yeah.
1: Now, I haven't seen it since the theater came out, what, two summers ago? Yeah, two summers ago, I think, yeah. So basically the, the last full summer of movies. (laughs) and it was towards the end and the only reason i went and saw it is because i heard some good things but we had our end of our usual end of summer right Right, like i I need to go see as many of these as we can and i walked out of it going dude that was way better yeah than it should have ever been barry pepper and that girl have an awesome chemistry between the two of them And i genuinely buy the connection between father and daughter and that and this weird it almost feels like a heist film as they're trying to get away from these crocodiles, like they're the cops or something, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. with
1: the water, the levees breaking and the flooding and all that jazz, yeah. in in the midst of a just kind of ridiculous premise, <laughs> as if the wash like the massive flood of water, didn't that just that but that would push the gators to the outskirts. They wouldn't be as concentrated, would they? I don't know. What do I know of how that shit works, but it just the put stack a hat on top of a hat right type of thing it just like oh, uh, you know floodwaters hard rain fuck <laughs> you hard rain and crocodiles oh and father-daughter issues Bring and father-daughter daughter issues but that could be the best part of the movie or the father-daughter I agree. dynamic
0: i don't disagree with you i think it that, is actually a really good part yeah. of the
1: movie that's where it elevates it beyond the ridiculous premise it could have been the, the meg
0: oh yeah right trailer. it
1: could have been the meg in the, overall right exactly yeah. but it big wasn't. dumb stupid right and this actually had heart, as opposed to oh, this one character we've only you've only seen once. They're actually in love with Jason Statham or whatever stupid plot twist that movie <laughs> had. Because I've pushed it out of my brain, I don't even remember. I just remember like the <laughs> it's in a subzone of the ocean. And yes. there's those weird barriers between the different salinities or whatnot, so it doesn't come up this high or whatever right. the ridiculous premises. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the Meg. Crawl, I definitely recommend it. Go
0: see it. There you go. Yeah, I, I, it's on Amazon Prime, I believe it, and it was one that I, I thoroughly enjoyed seeing. And I was, I became an immediate fan of Caius Scudellario coming out of that film. And I was really surprised that Barry Pepper was playing the dad of all things. That really shocked me on so many levels because I was like, wait, wait, why is are we? Am I at that age now where Barry Pepper is a dad in these movies? So, just sure. really shocked me. And um, yeah, and I like the, I, I like that it's a tight film alexandra aja can direct a damn good quick horror film and this one certainly qualifies and th- it's deceptively um so much better than it has every right any right to be you know because it's a simple story initially and now people are probably experiencing it right now in new york for god's sakes as we're reading about it hmm. the crazy flooding that's going on there god knows what the fuck is coming up from those sewers and those weird areas there rats
1: with lots the water lots yeah of rats
0: yeah I saw that video this morning. Uh, somebody posted it on TikTok of a rat like swimming around and spinning around in the water like it's having the greatest time. And the rat was like this fucking big. It was insane. So, yeah. So, yeah. Why would an alligator show up in the middle of flood? I haven't read that about uh, Louisiana over the weekend that a, a, a man was attacked by an alligator in the flood waters. So it's not out of the realm yeah. of possibility. So Entirely. Yeah. That's what it I just, like about
1: that film. 12 or 15 of them concentrated around this house and gas station true. small that's little true. <laughs> that's where it seems anomalous to me mm-hmm. but I don't care because you know that is the premise going into it right so. exactly exactly uh, and I like that better than just one vendetta you know Jaws two or three style right which is after this family only yeah
0: um, for, some, for whatever reason
1: yeah it's, it's equal opportunity and there's quite a few of them sure that seems yeah. more plausible to me but yeah go see crawl. yeah all right what's your eight uh, my eight is alive. Oh, that's my nine. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's about a team that crashes. True story. And, yeah, true story. Yes. In the is it the Andes? I think it's the Andes. Yeah, I believe it is the Andes. It's like an yeah. Argentinian football or a rugby club, the Uruguayan. Yeah, Uruguayan, Uruguayan rugby go. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the plane goes down, and they have to resort to cannibalism, and eventually, like a uh, a few of them go off and manage to find, you know, help and bring back help. Yeah. And just the torment of going through this and the elation and sorrow at yeah. the end of it, if you manage to live through, but all the horrors that had, you had to overcome. Yeah. Um, it's true. Yeah. It's, it's a tough movie, but it's good. I liked it too. So good. Um,
0: you know, with Sterling, Latino cast led by Ethan Hawke and Josh Hamilton
1: uh all and jack knows <laughs> where they all have they they qualified for the uruguayan team for the olympics they had heritage and they weren't going to make our squad so they have dual citizenship go ahead uh vincent spano who i think is actually italian uh-huh. i think vincent spano's italian
0: but anyway, well, he's got yeah he's got one pieces uh. everywhere <laughs> but i loves him I just I I remember not having an issue with the movie the way it was because I was like this was actually a damn good movie. You're
1: never gonna get it made. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. At the time, yes, very true. Yeah, well, with a cast of even with this shoestring budget, where Ethan Hawke is your big star, and Ethan Hawke was not a star.
0: He wasn't. Kind of wasn't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, but this uh, uh, the film really works. There are some some tough moments. I mean, when they have to like eat a dude's butt, and there's like the meat off his butt. There's like, wow. But all of it, but it also conveys the kind of desperation and the sadness and the frustration um, and the, the, I don't know, just the overwhelming madness of being in a situation like that. You know, all the different emotions that different people will go through as they confront different sections of the experience, you know. And so I think the film did a really great job of, of exploring that and capturing that and all the young actors who are there to really show you what they can do, you know, as actors, were bringing a lot of their angst to this uh to this film and I thought it worked. I really yeah. did think it worked. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um. um so my 8 year 9, what do you have at 10, sir? Okay. So then my and that's directed by Frank Marshall by the way, who rarely directs films. He's a producer with Kathleen Kennedy, but he directed that one. So he doesn't always direct. It's a it's a rarity with him. He's only directed what? Uh that Arachnophobia, Congo, and Eight Below. That's it. Two out of four ain't bad. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And then also did the Bee Gees documentary that came out last year, which was really fucking good. If you guys haven't seen that documentary, I can't recommend it enough. Um, All right. So then my number 10 is All is Lost, the Robert Redford film. Okay, go for it. Loved this movie. I remember the hype around this movie, and I got to go to the screening. I was invited to the screening. And I went and it was like, uh, he only says one word or a couple of words, a couple sentences right at the beginning. And then boom, it's just him on the boat. And I was like, okay, this is a great situation for an actor like Robert Redford, who I remember was always willing to challenge himself from the beginning all the way through. And this is, and he's, he's, you know, he's, he's in his seventies. Is this going to work? Am I going to be bored? Am I going to connect? And I'll be goddamn if I didn't enjoy this movie and connect to him and his journey, what he was going through and all the different uh, trials and tribulations, the, uh, the uh, obstacles and the things he had to overcome to be able to just survive for as long as he did in the situation. And I, I, I was just so blown away by what they were able to do in this film because it is almost like cast, like no dialogue at all while, he, while he's on the boat struggling with everything, dealing with everything. You hear the radio when he can get it to work. But other than that, it's just him against the elements on the water in this boat. Sure. And uh, it really worked for me, man. I was so surprised at how much I enjoyed that movie and his performance, you know?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. It just, uh, it made, it it was a cut. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, yeah. Wow. It's hard to believe. Eight years ago, dude. Wow. It, all yeah. was lost was eight years ago.
2: Yeah.
0: Goddamn. J.C. Chandor directed this one. And he directed, um, he's directing Craven the Hunter. Oh, wow. And he directed Triple Frontier, which wasn't that good. A Most Violent Year. I like that. And he did Margin Call before he did All is Lost. Margin Call is not a bad movie. Yeah.
1: So there you go. I feel like you're yeah, fitting Schmo down study time into the I'm- show here. <laughs> Doing it on company time, you son of a bitch! And this guy directed. I don't have any more matches the rest of the year, man. So these three, I don't, I'm not. I'm, dude, I'm fucking around. You think I know <laughs> what the match schedule is? I don't. <laughs> I'm just fucking. It's just say uh, when you were like in the two times now, you picked directors that I couldn't tell you what else they've directed. I may have seen it. The guy that did, you know, Miller that did Alive and Arachnophobia. Oh right, right. right I yeah. wouldn't have been able to pull his name for the life of me. Yeah, I was yeah. just breaking the box. Came up. <laughs> no, way. no, it's cool. it's fine. it's good to know. It's good information. Plus, like the audience, like it's the something thing. that they want to know too. Yeah. yeah oh, that like guy did all those thing things. Before. Oh, that's crazy. I d- didn't realize. I'm the same way. I just, <laughs> or I can be an asshole and point it out, hey, you fucking studying on company time. <laughs> you
0: son of a bitch.
1: You I think us and the listeners should split like one percent of whatever uh, profits <laughs> are this year from uh, SmoDown matches. <laughs> I agree. It'd be nice to get the con- contestants
0: yeah. to split some of that kitty. Wouldn't that be a nice?
1: Anyway, yeah. Or at least lobby on our behalf to create a sports book. You know, we can start betting on these things. It's not a bad idea. Sure. Um, All right. So then my number eight is, and I couldn't believe
0: it got, it was down this low, is The Perfect Storm. Uh, It was another cut. Wow. Okay. Now I'm really curious to see what else is on your list. Yeah, I like this film. I I like Clooney in the film. I like Mary Elizabeth, Master Antonio. always nice to get her to get another chance at doing stuff on screen. Wahlberg's good in the film. Diane Lane. And it's a tragedy, which I really liked as a nice twist in the movie. I didn't know the story or whatever when I walked in. uh, And I really like how Clooney is just this guy you really want to cheer for the whole time. And yeah, Yeah. does he have occasional moments of being a bit of a jerk? Yes. But overall, the point is he wants to save the people on the boat and he makes a tragic decision at a critical moment that you can totally understand why he does it. Um, And it
1: ends up uh, causing many causes. He's having a bad season. Yes, and it seems He's like desperate. everybody else are on the fish, yep. and they're they're his crew. They're all they need the money. Yeah, so when they have that entire fridge full of fish, and they're right. looking at the the fucking weather report, they all make a decision. We're going yeah. for this. Yeah, John C. Riley, Wahlberg. Yeah, everybody yeah. on the boat. Yeah, uh, what uh, uh, Hawk? Um, oh yeah, John Hawks. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Hawks, and then there's and there one more. There's one more crew member in there. Oh shit! God. It's been oh, a while man. since I've seen it. Master Antonio's on another ship. She's on another ship and she's having a good season. She is having a
0: good season. Yeah, yeah. John C. Riley, Diane Lane, John Hawks. Oh, is Fickner? Fickner's on the ship, right? William Fickner wow. from Armageddon, isn't that? Yeah. Him? Yeah, he's on the ship. That's right. Fuck,
1: I totally forgot about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Cherry Jones, right. She's the one that gets saved in the water, getting on the cage or whatever to get out of there.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Beard? Yeah yeah
0: yeah um yeah so i mean it's it's a i think it still holds up as a watchable movie um wolfgang peterson did this one i like it i I think it's um just one that i uh, i like how it tests them and challenges them and um the fact that it doesn't end in a in a happy ending i think is a really um gutsy decision to make to make a film like this because They rarely make films like this that are big budget films. Do you know what I'm saying? They always have to have a happy ending. So,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, this wasn't quite big budget. You know what I mean? Because it was Clooney just coming off of TV and Wahlberg's Mm. on his ascendancy. So the budget wasn't super duper huge. Yeah. You don't think so? I don't think so. My guess is for the time, it was half of whatever a normal blockbuster would cost. Okay. That's my guess. Let's see.
0: But it's a good thing to look at how how much the budget
1: 120 (laughs) million, 120 million for the budget.
0: That's not cheap.
1: Uh, No, that's not cheap. That's way more than I thought it'd be. Yeah. I figured it was in the 50 to 60 range.
2: Yeah. Like legitimately
1: 50 was the number I settled settled on my head. Oh, okay. It made 328. So it wasn't like
0: it was a big hit, but still certainly a memorable film. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's way more money than I anticipated Mm. for both what it cost and what it made. Yeah in 1990 what six uh what this film yeah uh 2000 2000. 2000 really yeah 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 i guess that makes sense with the er run with clooney time job better <laughs> <laughs> what you're
0: like uh what, what was that what was that
1: six seven
0: <laughs> what are we looking at here um but yeah and apparently it survived two lawsuits and uh During the the, after the film came out, from some of the family members, because it's a real story, they like the depiction. Yeah, they felt it was unfair. It's Hollywood, man. What are you going to expect? I know. You know, it says based on true story. That's how they get away with everything.
1: Exactly. My favorite is inspired by real events. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) But you see it, and you are like, okay. So it's the setting. Is this where it actually happened? No. All uh, right. <laughs> where is the inspiration in this? Is it, is it because we're human? <laughs> I don't understand. What exactly? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Inspired by it? can mean anything, whatever the fuck you want it to.
2: <laughs>
1: that's that's like uh, in Lincoln. When the, the Senate, senator doesn't want to vote to approve. Ask the question of, of Lincoln himself in the movie. Yeah whether yeah. or not there is a delegation uh, from the South, a peace delegation, because they know damn well that there is. And he sends back it. Right. But so far as I, so far as I know, I do not have any recollection or something along those lines. And the guy gets back. he's like, this is just lawyer ease <laughs> What does this even mean? So <laughs> what inspired by means to me, it's like inspired by. Okay. Yeah. I remember when I was watching cliffhanger and they put, they, this
0: is a real credit that came on screen premise and i was like premise premise what, what is the, did, did someone walk in the room and go you know what is a great you know what's
1: cool you know yeah money. clearly clearly you know what's cool it sounds like the failed wachowski to will smith pitch at this point
0: <laughs> that was fun to watch man that it will was it was good to watch
1: eviscerated them oh my god um oh man don't but come yeah, for will man premise <laughs> by it sounds like it was bought at a bar
0: that's what like, I feel like, right? Because he didn't even the guy was
1: is his name is
0: John Long. He doesn't even write the screen. And and, and here's the way to go. This is what's weird about Cliffhanger is why I think it's a terrible one. I know people love it. I think it's a terrible movie. Oh, it sucks. John Long does is credited as a premise. Michael France is credited as screen story by Michael France. What is screen story? Oh, it's short and, synopsis. And then, <laughs> and then Michael France and Sylvester Stallone as are credited as the screenwriters of the movie. So what the fuck is a premise versus screen story versus screenplay?
1: <laughs> I think it's all just graduated versions of the same thing. One guy <laughs> had a two sentence breakdown. There's your premise. There's your premise. Story is rough outline. Here's where we think it's going. <sighs> and then somebody came in and wrote the full script, or was was inspired by the efforts yeah. of others and there created something else. Yeah, I don't I'll know take- if I've ever seen premise by. I'll take the when
0: nature calls section over the entire movie. We'll take that over the entire movie. Uh, anyway. All right. Where are we off to? Um, that was your
1: eight? Yes, my eight. So what's your seven? My seven is only the brave. The Josh Brolin firefighter oh, movie. Good one, dude. Shit. I didn't even think about that one.
0: Oh, uh, I don't think it displaces anything I've got on there, but I like. It's fine. This movie.
1: Great. It's one we never really talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Really good and movie. it's about uh, uh wildcat firefighters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The firefighters are basically if Fire's erupting and you kind of drop them into a hot zone, they're yep. hot shots, that's what they are. Yeah. And they try and stop the spread. Basically, it's like a think of it like warfare. We're trying to to stop them from outflanking us. Yep. Yep. And just pin this fucking fire in and let it burn itself out.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and they get overtaken. And yes. it's just the them trying to get certified to be able to do this because they're really good at it. And sometimes it doesn't matter how good you are. The circumstances are just wrong. And you didn't know that until after the fact, when you can do a post-mortem. Yeah. That's just yeah. the way of things. Um, no matter how much you try, there's something's bound to go wrong. Yes. Uh, and it does. And it's just a story to, I think this is a based on a true story. Yes, it is. The characters are, are real. Yeah.
0: It's based on an article that uh, from GQ that the writer okay. wrote the true of true events that happened to this uh firefighting team yeah absolutely.
1: yeah because yeah. in this it's like you're never going to know what they said when they were out in the field of course not
0: yeah of course yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: so you got to make up whatever drama and you get enough backstory on oh these guys were really close and and yeah. whatever else right. and just try and try and create some sort of fictional reality that seems plausible mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's it's one of those it's I didn't count another movie, Deep uh, Water Horizon. I don't know if it makes your list. Oh, I love Deep Water Horizon, but no, I didn't think it was man yeah. versus nature. Not Lion. really. No, it's more of a disaster film or a tragedy. It is, and man, man caused that, so it's not right. nature. Exactly. Trying to overtake, just nature doing what it does, and we did it. Yeah. Um, but it's like that where it flew under the radar, mm-hmm. and to see it afterwards and be like, how did nobody tell me to go see this? <laughs> like that. But that's that. Yeah. Deep Water Horizon was the first time I had that reaction, and then. Only the brave was the next it's like what yeah. is this I see a lot of movies how did this one slip through the cracks <laughs> um I think I saw this one by myself. I think I
0: went because I really liked but yeah this is or this might have been right when I was first getting hired to work at Collider because it came out in 2017 so it might have been one of the first screenings I went to, but I remember going by myself to the screen because no one else seemed to want to cover it. And I loved the trailer because Josh Brolin kind of radiated that kind of, you know, he doesn't always get to play that role where he's like in charge of a, crew. even though he naturally exudes that energy, he doesn't always got to get to play where he's in charge of a crew. Right. And this, all this stuff is happening. So I was intrigued by that. I like Miles Teller and it's a hell of a cast. I mean, Jeff Bridges is in this as one of the head uh, firefighting guys there. Jennifer Conley is Josh Brolin's wife, Taylor Kitsch, Jesse Badge Dale, Andy McDowell is in this, so there's a there's a lot of people in this film. For one that kind of flew under the radar, but delivers a damn good. Um, it does,
1: and it's, I think it's like ninety to hundred minutes. Yeah, it's not like, a it's long. Not film. long it doesn't yeah. need to be. Yeah, we just we're telling this very specific story, and it's good.
0: Yeah, go see. It, it. It's the see guy it. who directed Tron Legacy, Joseph Kaczynski, mm-hmm. which is really interesting, and he's got top gun maverick coming out which they just delayed again matt fuck did they really yes to next year now memorial day of next year fuck i'm never going to see this movie i'll be dead by the time this movie comes out for god's sake so if they're
1: pushing that is bond bond is still set bond is set for later on this month internationally and then
0: october 8th here in the states but they pushed jackass and they pushed mission impossible seven um and they moved Ghostbusters like two weeks later in November. The the new one,
1: yeah. But they've been kicking the can down the street on Ghostbusters for over a year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did get some good buzz coming out of um, CinemaCon though, because they had a surprise screening for the movie, and a lot of people liked it. So hopefully that bodes well. We shall see. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. Okay. Right, so that was my seven. Yes. What is your six? My six is Everest. Oh, nice choice, man! Nice choice. Go ahead, but um, yeah. So this one is, you know, based on a true story. Yep. Uh, about a failed expedition, failed for several members to the top of Everest. Um, and I think it's really good. It's yeah. you know, if you want to read the book that this event is uh, based on, there's several out there from different perspectives, and you can mm-hmm. go out and find it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this. I don't know from what I know, this seems like a fairly close approximation of what may have occurred. Yeah. I've yeah. read a couple of books on this specific incident just because, you know, it kind of loomed large mm-hmm. as far as these go, but it's just a heartbreaking story of, so it's a, when the, the guided tours up to the top of Everest became more and more touristy. So there became companies that, yeah. And those companies, you know, still exist or variations, different versions, mm-hmm. you know, same model, different name type of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but does the same job and it gets people to now you need to have some skill, you need to be a mountain yeah. climber, you can't just sure. be a complete novice. Right. Um, because they won't just take anybody up because you're endangering the lives of everybody around you. Yeah. Um, but you're also vouching for people that you don't know, maybe potentially their full skill set type of right. life. uh so accidents are bound to happen, and uh Hawks again is yeah. late in the day to get to the top, and him and uh uh, the other guy, the other actor, uh, uh, Lucas, Jason Lucas, not Jason Lucas. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was, you know, in Zero Dark Thirty. Jason Clark. Jason, Jason Clark. Clark. Yes, yes, go. yes. Uh, Lucas, totally different. <laughs> yes, he is. It's a completely different type. Samsonite. I know. Yeah. I was trying to think. I knew it was the, the name. One of the two names was right. I knew it was like the first yeah. one is, what is it? What is it? <laughs> uh but anyway, he's the owner of the company, and he decides against the advice and everything that he knew, okay, we'll extend the window of when we're going up because there's bad weather rolling in, and they get trapped at the top under bad weather and die yeah. up there. Yeah. Uh, they also show something that I've read about, and it was just interesting to see. Is sometimes people, when they get hypothermic, they strip off layers because their yeah. body – begin to feel warm and the one guy's just like i'm so hot he's at the top of everest in the yeah. death zone and starts to peel his jacket off and then slips off the edge yeah it's like just, oh my god yeah oh it's like what yeah yeah you right. might as well jump into space you're gone yeah
0: basically yeah craziness
1: yeah it's just a if you're into these type of movies i think it's quite possibly the best mountaineering
0: yeah, I liked the movie. I remember going to see it and liking it. Um, yeah, and it's like you said, it's got a heck of a cast. John Hawks, Jason Clark, Josh Brolin's Josh in this Bowen. thing. Jake Gyllenhaal is in this thing. Yeah, Kira, one the other. Kieran Knightley is in this. Yeah, the wife. Well.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, oh, shit. The English actress plays the woman that runs base camp. Yeah,
0: Emily Watson. Emily Watson. Yes, yes. Um, um, Elizabeth Debicki is in this really young. Um, okay, so is Vanessa Kirby, who was uh, you know in Hobbs and Shaw and Downton Abbey. Um, Robin Wright is in this one again. <laughs> so Robin Wright, Josh Brolin, in another one of these. Well, you got to look. Yeah, you got to look. We can market it. It fits what world we're creating. Yep. And uh, Sam Worthington is in this as well. So there's a lot of people in this damn movie. Yeah, um, but it's good. It is absolutely good. Uh, I remember watching the TV movie Into Thin Air based on the Crack Hour book and mm-hmm. I thought that was okay. It was good. But this one oh, I, like, that. I is, like is a better yeah. version of that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: The book is excellent.
0: Oh, yeah. The book is fucking... It's, I couldn't stop reading that
1: book. No, that was decades. the first I read of his and I was like, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. And then I ended up reading uh, four or five, maybe six of his. I don't right. know how many he's got, but he's got a couple more about mountain climbing. Iger yeah. Dreams might be the name of oh, one. okay okay uh something like that and then there's another one that's like th- three stories or articles that he did for outdoor magazines of some kind just like yeah put together for a book yeah, yeah something yeah. like that and uh but anyway yeah, yeah everest go check it out yeah definitely watch it people uh so that was your six that
0: was my six okay so then my number seven is uh the edge okay Wolf the Wolf. yeah Alec baldwin yeah hopkins Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by um i'm sorry written by david mamet um so i like the dialogue of the movie very very much uh I th- is it tamahori who directed this one i can't remember who directed this one I was um, um, some kind of action director i know that yeah it it's is tamahori right. it is lee tamahori yeah so this one i remember this one and i was like oh, this looks dumb, because it's like Alec Baldwin versus Anthony Hopkins for essentially Elle McPherson. Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. fighting for Elle McPherson, You know, who can't act. Um, She's not asked to do all that much acting. She really isn't. No, you're right. She's just like the impetus for them to get together Mm -hmm. and go at each other. And the whole time, I was like mesmerized at Baldwin and Hopkins, each trying to out chew the scenery. And Hopkins, for the age he was at, ferocious man fucking ferocious and i think baldwin was you know with his er ego and arrogance baldwin was wanting to go toe-to-toe with one of the greatest actors ever um and both of them of course with stage uh uh, reputations as well so Mm -hmm. this is a fun film to watch and i enjoy watching it every single time is it the best directed film no but overall their dialogue they're needling each other it is a fucking uh, interesting film to watch now with 2021 eyes about how they're dealing with their masculinity and battling their masculine ba- battling each other with their masculinity throughout the movie. So it's an interesting film to dissect now in in 2021. So I, I like the film. I like to go back. I watch scenes from it uh, and enjoy it uh, very much. And they're both so cheesy in the film. I mean, they're, I'm sorry, they're it's, both so grand in the film. I guess I
1: it's one way to put it. <laughs> it's oh it is over the top for me that's right? why to make my list i don't go back and rewatch it i've seen it i mean maybe if i went into it with the the ideas that you just laid forth oh yeah right i would have Explore enjoyed it, it more. from that angle yeah, yeah, yeah just these two actors and the tete-a-tete yeah but i saw it at the time i thought it was over the top and really dumb <laughs> and i don't need to say i've seen bits and pieces too over the years because it's yeah. been on fucking numerous channels so it's not like I haven't, but I've never sat down to watch it again. I won't. It's fine. But if you like it, like I get it. I, maybe yeah. I would appreciate it more now looking at it from that vantage point. I believe I would. Yeah. But I'm not going to fucking do that. So
0: <laughs> I, Ugh.
1: maybe I should. No, no. It's but there's a, there's a million movies out there that I haven't seen. So
0: <laughs> I forget that Harold Perrineau is in this as well. He's in, he gets caught up in their bullshit they're out in the jungle as well or in the forest yeah they're I on agree. the forest yeah. they got a bear chasing
1: them bro <laughs> the bear is credited bro it's of Bart it the is. bear bart the bear bart the bear worked a lot
0: <laughs> oh bart the bear <laughs> we hardly knew ye. um all right so then my number six is a film from the 80s that i have never talked about i don't think on the show in all our years of doing the show it's called never cry wolf Okay, go for it. And it's Charles Martin Smith, who is um, from Untouchables, the accountant guy. Mm. Um, And the film is basically a true story about this dude who was sent out by the U.S. government to Canada to kind of investigate what is going on with these wolves who I think are attacking moose and they're affecting uh, what's going on in the environment. And so he initially is sent out to to, to essentially... kind of tell on the wolves track the wolves so that so that the government come out and kill these wolves supposedly but what he discovers and he's all by himself so the majority of the film almost all the film is him out there in the wilderness and braving the wilderness and he's not he's got no training he's got no expertise or knowledge this is just his job so he has to figure it out throughout the whole movie and it's so well directed it's so well acted by charles martin smith people don't if you don't remember that like, this guy was like someone people were looking at to be a really great character actor through the years, and this is one of those films that really showed the kind of talent he had. Um, and he goes through this whole journey and then realizes the actual predator overall is man. Oh, the actual problem with what's messing with the evolutionary situation that's going on there is man. It's not the wolves. And he sees that the wolves are doing what they're doing to survive as a pack. They're not doing what they're doing out of malice or some kind of evil intention. They're they're animals trying to survive. Mm. And so what they're attacking, they're attacking so they can feed and eat and be able to feed their young ones and live, which helps the overall um, ecology or environment of the area. And so it's it's just so well done. And it takes its time. And it's just one of those films that no one really talks about from the 80s, but everyone who's seen it that I know of really reveres that movie. So um
1: Never Cry Wolf? Yeah. Okay. Never Cry Wolf. See? I, maybe I go back and watch that instead of okay. seeing the edge again. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Because I've never seen Never Cry Wolf, and that's not an interesting.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Brian Dennehy's in. The, yeah, there's only like f- f- six people in the film. And okay. uh but it's actually a damn good movie. and Yeah, no one really talks about it. Um, because Dennehy's your biggest name, so... Right, right, right. And the guy who did this did the, did the Black Stallion and did Wind. Um, the um, Matthew Modine one, I think, is what it was. <laughs> I don't uh, remember that one. Yeah, see, if I did the Schmodown Man... Oh, my God. If I wrote the questions for these kids, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do with themselves.
1: So. Well, yeah, because you would go deeper into the well when they weren't... That's yeah. not fair, though. It's called the movie trivia showdown. It's not called the two thousands movie trivia showdown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that now encompasses twenty one years of movies. That's a lot in and of I itself. Guess. But you're going back to what year was this? Nineteen eighty? Eighty Okay, eighty three. Yeah. yeah. So you're asking them for forty years of deep cuts. If once you get to eighty three, that's a lot. If you want to win the belt, I'm just saying. if you if you want to win the belt. <laughs> Well, here comes somebody that uh, knows even more for he's 75 years old and he wants you to go back to the I would a thousand percent be
0: down with a 75 year old contestant. in That would be hilarious. Um. <laughs> all right. Anyway, well, uh, Matt, uh, we're at that point in the show where we uh,
1: listen to our sponsors, right? Take a quick break. We'll be right back with you guys in just one second. All right. Welcome back in. Uh, We are on to my number five, which yeah. is 127 hours. Okay. Knock yourself out. Not on your list. Nope. Not on my list. I'm not, uh, you know,
0: I'm kind of, uh, you know, kind of cold on the Luke, on the James Franco thing. So I'm kind of staying away from oh. this stuff, but you know, please go ahead.
1: Okay. I, I never pay attention to any of that side until mm. it really gets to like uh, the Cosby level. You know what I mean? A critical mass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then, then it's an. I I feel like I have to search that out because I don't go for any kind of celebrity or movie gossip type of stuff I hear, I hear you. So I know that there have been allegations. I don't know how severe those allegations are, mm-hmm. Uh but the story in and of itself about a guy who's yeah out, uh you know, uh, exploring so to speak in the, uh, the Southwest here in the United States and he's in flash flood country and gets caught up with his arm pressed in Boulder and this crevasse and, uh, Basically, has to make a decision of, am I going to die here or do whatever it takes to get out of here? Hmm. And he severs his own arm and uh, yeah. crawls his way out to freedom. <sighs> and I remember seeing that dude on Letterman. Oh wow! Before the story came out and oh, hear okay. about the hearing the story and then know that they were making a movie and to experience all that I had already previously imagined. Yeah, really left a mark. Um. But yeah but if you want to move on from Franco that's fine that's my fault. No, no, that's
0: no no we can talk about it I'm not saying I don't want to talk about it I'm saying that's why I didn't make but my I am list. totally cool with yeah but it's a good we can movie. move on look it's a good movie I mean the scene where he cuts his arm off that's pretty intense yeah um brutal. but once again it's like it's like there's a little bit of time with other people and then it's all him up until he finally gets out of there but the things he has to go through it's a fantastic performance you can't deny that Danny Boyle dirks the fuck out of that movie um and he's he's you know he's a these director. People need to give a. I know people talk about Danny Boyle, but like his ability to go small and large—that's actually not an easy thing to do. A lot, not a lot of directors can just go. Well, how big is the canvas? Cool. I'll make my my, yeah, my that's movie true. fit the canvas and be able to create greatness within the the canvas, no matter what the size is. And so, I think he did a really great job with this movie because I didn't. I didn't even. It doesn't even feel like a Danny Boyle directed movie, which
1: is. Now kind of the gift but he's done that yeah. a few times where you're like there's yeah. a danny boyle and you're like get the fuck out of here <laughs> well
2: because yeah. you
1: have a certain expectation level and he really started to fly in the face of that over and over and over again yeah yeah because um, like, i remember like when 28 days later was coming yes out. i was just gonna say that that's yeah. not a film i would like, think for danny boyle at all no when they announced danny boyle's got a new zombie film and i was like what <laughs> but a friend of mine recommended was like it's excellent go see it and then yeah. i saw it um You know, with I think two other people in the theater, and we might have been. That was when it was out for like five days. You know, gone through its first weekend or something. I saw it on a Tuesday. Right, right, right. And uh, no, I mean, just nobody, nothing. Yeah. And you're like, but this thing was amazing. He's done that a few times. You're like, this is Danny Boy. Now I just, I assume he's kept probably got a good shot of being a good movie that I enjoy.
0: Yeah, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I
1: I know a lot of people don't. Well, not a lot, but I know there are some people who don't like
0: Yesterday. I liked Yesterday. And it's, it's a Danny Boyle film. And it's like, you 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 can't, it feels like one of those films like Love Actually by um, oh, Richard Stanley, I think his name is. It does not feel like a Danny Boyle film, but it totally works for me. So, yeah, you just don't know with Danny what it's going to be. So,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny. I just realized What's that? So there's certain movies you forget. Oh, that is the director that does that. Yeah. Uh, Type of and this is part of their filmography. Or you bring up something that you did earlier, like with Miller. Yeah, I had no idea, but Love Actually I've seen so many times that I've never even thought to look up who the director is on that. Oh, Richard Lester. That's what it is, right? Lester. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. A movie I've seen that many times. Yeah. Just because now it's part of the holiday staple of you're gonna see it on during that season now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I have never thought to look up who directed. That's crazy to me. Who is? The Gary Marshall of England. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a better version. I was just gonna say it's a better, better version. Than Gary Marshall. Yeah, Gary Marshall's big no ensemble offense. pieces like that are
0: pretty dog shit. They are dog shit, but I mean League of Their Own is a good movie. So it is. Know.
1: He's well, that's Penny Marshall. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, Penny Marshall, Jesus. See, this Gary does of... have some, but his big like New Year's, and doesn't he have Valentine's Day as well? He's in a league of their own. My apologies. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That Um, was the first time that I noticed that Penny Marshall started to look like Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The glasses and the way she dressed and you'd see Ozzy in interviews. Um, this is when you realize you have Uh, no original thought. (laughs) Like, God, what was that? Like eight years later. Yeah, I saw that in a mailbag for Bill Simmons, and I was like, dude, I had that. You know what? That just shows you how unoriginal we all are. But it's a great – Simmons put it in the article. Well, like, he if you that. had the thought, without an influence,
0: it is an original thought. It, it, it's yeah, but, just
1: that you're writing a wavelength that other people should well, be writing as well. But, but now not with not Twitter, bad. it was an original thought oh, because right. I'm sure there were a thousand other people across the country that had the same thought. Yeah, good point, good point. And then all the other people that managed to create their own tweet that's like an hour later that has all the terminology that's trending and somehow they hit upon it. I love all those. Those yeah. are my favorites. Yeah. Trying to get it on like two hours later and be like, I totally Mega Man. And you're like, oh, when was the last time Mega Man trended and you just happened to use Mega Man? One of those. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't have a film on the level of
0: pennies. He doesn't. I mean, you can, you can like a uh, Pretty Woman all you want. You were one of the people that doesn't like it at all, though. Oh, no, I like Pretty Woman. I don't like Overboard. I know a lot of people love Overboard. It does nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. It's me. fun. Yeah, people love it. Um, But he also did what? Um, I don't know. You have to. Runaway Bride, Princess Diaries. And then oh, he has man. those terrible Valentine's Princess Day, Diaries. New Year's Eve, Mother's Day. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, it's not like his career is full of. What he was better at was producing shit because he produced. A crap ton of great shows. Happy Days and... Uh, oh, yeah. No, he was a TV more guy. Commend-y. Yeah, he's a TV guy.
1: Yeah. Well, that eventually just was around Hollywood so much, probably knew everybody and everybody liked yeah. him. Yeah. Um,
2: it's scary. He directed
1: TV. It's scary. It's scary. He had that
0: theater in Burbank or North Hollywood, that theater of his, the Falcon Theater or whatever. That's his theater. I did not know that. Yeah. And my friend used to play, who used to play softball... He had a very big, well-known softball team, Gary mm-hmm. Marshall. Jonathan Silverman played on Gary Marshall's softball
1: team. I, remember, I, remember <laughs> I don't know if that's the, shit. the ace in the hole that you really well, thought it might be. I mean, <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> yeah. Silverman. Guys, stop the fucking presses here. <laughs> Who you want? Tom Cruise? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. It, that got, son of
0: a bitch. He talks shit, that son of a bitch. Like, I came out. I came out they asked me to... My friend asked me to oh, sub in. Sub in as a right fielder. First hand experience. I got you. Yeah, yeah. My friend That's asked different. me to sub in first to, to sub in for right field, and so I was like, sure. And I was like, who are we playing? He's like, oh, it's Gary Marshall's team. I'm like, ah, fuck, because they were known for like getting the best softball players and people who were famous or had been famous, if you in Jonathan Silverman's case. Um, and I remember I came on the field, and Jonathan Silverman he just started in with the trash talk, like I was what. Do you have you looked at yourself what the fuck and you just started making fun of like what i was wearing in my shoes and i was like oh hell no um and so instead of taking it in a good-natured way do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i went to the court like i went to the basketball court with my shit talking uh so i would like talk shit to him through the fences like from the field and shit like that so yeah okay. i i needless to say i wasn't asked to come back and play uh
1: right field yeah well it sounds like silverman was
0: used to big league and everybody yeah i don't i don't play i don't put up with that shit i don't put up especially about the new guy leave me go after the people you know i'm coming in the sub in you want to start ball busting with me
1: son all right here we go Well, you should expect it back i don't know why yeah exactly if you want me to act like you're not a star because guess what you're not (laughs) and treat you like a normal person out here and we're not blushing at your celebrity yeah. Well, that also means that if you talk shit, I talk shit, we're really going to be equals here. I think he got mad when I said, hey, weekend, when's
0: Weekend at Bernie's 3 coming out? I'm waiting
1: for the trilogy to finish up, and he just
0: got he went at the fence. Yeah, got kind of upset about that. Uh, anyway, where, yeah. are we at? <laughs> where are we at? My five, right? Um, uh, sure. Right? Yeah. We, we just did your five. My five is uh, Jeremiah Johnson, the Robert Redford movie. i go for it.
1: I've never okay. actually seen it. Oh, really?
0: Oh, nope. dude, I can't recommend it enough. It's actually really, really fucking good. Yeah. And it's got I know the
2: clips.
1: So.
0: Yeah, yeah, the meme, The, the meme
1: that it's made shit. from, but I've seen that before. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's part of those, to me, there were 70s movies where they used bears and then also orangutans. <laughs> and I don't know anything except certain clips of each because both just seem so stupid to me that I didn't want to watch it when I was younger. And now time has moved on. With <laughs> the orangutan, with like a Clint. And then there was others. Yeah, wouldn't like Clyde or Claude or. Yeah. Know. Oh. Oh. You
0: mean the um the the gorilla, the orangutan? Yeah. In uh, any which way you can, Clyde. It was Clyde. Clyde. Left turn, left turn, Clyde, or something like that. A right turn, Clyde. Yeah,
1: I know bits and pieces,
0: but <laughs> do not know the whole thing. Go for it. I need to use the restroom. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Uh, yeah. So this one is directed by Sidney Pollock. I loved this movie. It's a great western. You know, I'm the outlaw, so I love westerns. Uh, but it's an unusual western, right? Because this is a guy who wants to become. A frontiersman. He's not really, um, you know, he's learning to be skilled as a mountain man. He wants to kind of be on his own. He wants to get away from society. That's basically what he wants to do. But then, uh, for whatever reason, the Crow tribe uh, has an issue with him and starts this vendetta against him, which carries on through most of the movie until they have their final confrontation. But it's a damn good performance. Once again, Robert Redford doing his thing out there uh, like he did in All Is Lost. That was the water this is the uh, the forest, the mountains out there, and I think he does an excellent job in it. If you guys haven't seen it, don't just rely on the meme. There's actually a really good movie behind that meme as well, and he does a fantastic job uh, throughout the movie, and overcoming the things he overcomes, uh, the, uh, the, the experiences that he goes through, all of it really works to kind of get you excited for a film like this. So if you haven't seen it, I can't recommend it enough. Um, and he's pretty much... The biggest name in the cast. I mean, there's a like Tanya Tucker has a um, um, cameo. If you've seen the the Jeffersons show way back when, Mr. Bentley has a has a part in this movie. Uh, but there's not a lot of people of real note other than maybe Will Gear, who uh, I don't know how many you would know Will Gear, but this one is damn good. And uh, it's Robert Redford at his peak as an actor. I'll tell you this right now. Um, it's based on a novel called Mountain Man. Uh, By uh, Vardis Fisher. And the story is called Crow Killer that they used by Raymond Thorpe and Robert Bunker. So it's one I definitely recommend if you haven't seen it and find a high end version of it. Do not watch a fucking SD four by three version of this movie. Find an HD version of this thing and watch it. You'll like it,
1: I think. Anyway.
0: All right. What's your four? Uh,
1: My four is Castaway. Oh, That's a punt. What's okay all right hey we actually
0: have something in common go for it <laughs> uh my four is uh aguirre the wrath of god
1: which actually, is... i almost watched it for this week really Oh, i man. came close it's only you know, 90 minutes and i was like yeah. you know what i might be able to fit i've had a busy week no worries no worries. But I, looking at that and i was like fuck there's fitzcarravo again it's been my fucking lumen white whale <laughs> for like 10 years I've been saying I need to watch Fitzcarraldo and I looked yep. at it again. And I was like "240, not happening this week. Oh oh yeah. Oh God. No. Fitzcarraldo was, I know her dog's got a few man when I'm just a fucking like opus. Damn it. I need to see that. So yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. I acquire
0: a gear. of God is so fantastic oh, yeah. and you're right. It's, it's, a, it's a, uh, it's not a tight 90 minutes. I would say, cause it's very. elegaic. It has moments where it feels slow. But once you dial in, if you dial into what the story is about, you will enjoy the movie. And Klaus Kinski does an incredible job in this uh, film portraying this character. It's based on the actual diary of one of these Spanish explorers. And it was very much um, Werner Herzog's kind of indictment of these explorers at a time when that really wasn't the big national mainstream point of view About colonial colonialists colonizers who would come from Europe to to displace uh, tribes or displace native tribes within their landmasses. Isn't he searching for El Dorado? He is, but he's also like you know, kind of pushing out these. uh, Uh, Okay, I didn't realize uh, using them, and and that's what basically um, uh, Werner Herzog is saying is that these are people that came in, went after what they went after, and left. death and destruction in their path. And that's what he's essentially trying to say with this movie. And it's really like poetic. And there's some phenomenal shots. Like the shot, I think, with him and his daughter like holding his daughter. It's so intense, this film. And uh, Kinski does an incredible job. And he's wearing that armor, which is so weird. And the way Werner Herzog shoots it, it almost feels like it's anachronistic and accurate at the same time.
1: Mm, That's what's so
0: weird about the movie. But... And they go through a lot of shit with nature. They go through some stuff with the uh, with the uh, native. Yeah, there. dude, it's
1: the Amazon. Yeah, exactly,
0: and it's it's so intense. The film is so intense. Oh,
1: it could be the most murderous environment on earth.
0: Could be, aside from Australia. Yeah, it could be. Yeah,
1: <sighs> yeah um, Australia is like you know next level, <laughs> but the, the I mean the rainforest though, I it's there's oh, yeah. so much.
0: Right, right. My parents are from South America, and they were like, we never went the of course of not because it's so crazy, you just have no idea what's there. Some of that shit's never been explored, so who knows what kind of shit is there? So, yeah,
1: um, or yeah, if it has been explored, we have no record, yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, Fitzcarraldo's another one, Matt.
1: When you're ready
0: to do that, like you know, I know, but maybe Catherine's same. not around and you're there so for like- three hours in an afternoon on a Saturday you can put
1: yourself that's the thing it, it is a that's full-on one. commitment i love oh, the story of it absolutely yeah. i love the story of it. it is amazing it almost made my list i chose between the two of them and
0: i think this is the one that's more about okay. nature which as whereas Fitzcarraldo is a little more about this guy's mania to yeah, put an opera house in the middle of the jungle so yeah yeah it seems more about his hubris yes yes um. All right. So, where are we off to next? Your four. My three. Oh, three.
1: Sorry. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, is the gray? Yeah, that's my three. Absolutely. I know. It's. I think it's closer to what a dire wolf would actually be in size. <sighs> and it's. I mean, it still feels a little bit cartoonish. Yeah, like just it's, on the edges. Just, just on- yeah, it's it's coloring mm-hmm. just outside of the line. Yeah to give it a slight bit more terror, but I've never seen a diary. I've seen pictures of people like next to one before, and they mm-hmm. just look like Shetland ponies. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not quite as big as a horse, but that thing is <laughs> fucking massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. you know, perhaps that's why wolfhounds wolf hounds are so goddamn big. <laughs> uh, but to be, I mean, the plane crash out in the middle of nowhere, mm. And you yeah. try to have to survive and get back to civilization, and you're just being hunted, yeah, one after the other. and you know it's coming, and death is this environment is already pretty inhospitable, yeah. it's difficult on its own, and then to have this compounding on top of it makes it impossible yeah uh yeah. but yeah I think it's it got lost in the string of Liam Nason makes four of these a year movies, yeah, it did right, yeah, it's like walk among the tombstones
0: these the, the, there are actually some so really- good goddamn good movies that he did that don't get money and these other ones that aren't as good they somehow became you know ones that people connect him and, and made money but those two films the gray and walk Among on the tombstones these are ones that get lost in the mix and it's a shame because they deserve way more attention uh and i love. know
1: but he's got now he's in the realm of you could kind of make up words it's and it's true. a liam neeson film it's true because he's had what black ice yeah the one and, on
0: netflix that just came out right yeah uh, uh a what was ago? It,
1: the passenger or something where he's on a plane but he's got Fight. one he's on a train too doesn't he the train one a,
0: is the commuter yes the
1: commute exactly so yeah these are i wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in the alpinist he's just running through the forest with a gun and fires it a couple of times kills a bad guy you didn't see was there and just runs off <sighs> keep climbing a mountain kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got to get <laughs> to the top. Uh yeah, the la- yeah, the ice road is the one you were mentioning. Ice road. Yes, you ice know what, which is honestly, I think it is genuinely poking fun on some level at those types of movies. I I recommend that one.
0: I would love to do the a thing like a Liam Neeson movie or someone else movie with these titles.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can do it with a few of them. Bruce
0: Willis Right? Bruce Willis. Yes, that's it. Liam Neeson movie or Bruce Willis movie.
1: Right. Yeah, it's got to be one or the other. (laughs) Bruce is going to have more sci-fi, though, so that's going to throw you off.
0: You're right. The Marksman is the one he did earlier earlier this year as well. Um, And that's the one that's very similar to the Clint Eastwood film that's coming out, Cry Macho, because in Marksman, he's essentially trying to transport this young Mexican kid to his family
1: in Chicago, I think. Um, (sighs) Cry Macho is an infinitely better title. (laughs) <laughs> and it makes it memorable i yeah. saw that i saw the title and i went i might see that yeah it looks i like the trailer good. yeah whereas the what is it marksman yeah the marksman Dude. it's pretty simple no yeah.
0: that's it did honest thief ordinary love cold pursuit
1: that's the other cold, one. cold pursuit is pursuit. that one yeah yeah that's the one. they actually shot that in the town my parents used to live in oh wow. Yeah. Really? Oh shit. Well, the town shots, the mountain town where they're actually down on the street and it's just uh I think it's is it Hillary Swank? Who's the woman oh. in this? Oh, in uh oh uh,
0: Laura Dern. Cold, Laura Dern.
1: In Cold Pursuit? Oh Laura Dern, yeah. Right. Just driving through and like she's on the radio, and whatnot. The town yeah. in the background as they're passing that off of whatever Colorado town it is, is where they used to live. Right. Run all uh, night, non stop. Exactly. These are all the third person. The next the third three. person the third person the third person dear God this is just a bad algorithm churning out deadline nowhere <laughs> to run into the rope I like <laughs> end <of> the rope <laughs> that sounds like a Liam Neeson film does it not
0: liam Neeson has reached his end of the rope is at the end of the rope uh, <laughs> unknown. I like that one. Unknown. unknown. Fuck it. We can't even title it. Just do it. I
2: unknown. know.
1: A knife's edge. <laughs> next three days. <laughs> I like that. The next three days. Yeah, the third person uh, is still the best. Yeah, third person is still the best. Third person. <laughs> That's the laziest fucking title. I don't know, Tom. You come up with something. I'm fucking sick of naming all I these don't fucking know. movies. How can we misdirect them? Let them know that there's three people in this. Oh, brilliant. Would not give away a fucking <laughs> scintilla of information. to tell you what the hell this thing's about. Oh man.
0: Anyway. Yeah. The gray, I think it's Gavin O'Connor, right? The gray or is it Joe Carnahan? I think it's Carnahan actually.
1: I think it might be Carnahan.
0: Yeah. Which I just saw. Have you seen the trailer for his cop shop show or film? Ooh, that looks like a lot of fun. Cop shop. Cop shop. It's Gerard Butler, Frank Grillo, and Toby Huss. And essentially, Frank Grillo is this kind of uh, criminal and, and con man. And so Toby Huss and Jar Butler have been hired separately to get this guy and bring him back to their respective bosses. So the whole film is them like trying to get into the jail cell to get at um, Frank Grillo. And Frank Grillo is wearing this like long hair wig. It looks. Intensely awesome and funny at the same time. Wow! Because
1: that sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm telling. you Watch the trailer. See what you think. It, well, in my head, it's one of two things. It's either going to be excellent, yes, or part of the Gerard Butler pile of dog shit that I don't like. How dare you? How fucking dare you? I won't have. Look, it. I did watch the All Has Fallen series because yeah, I it's saw the serious. first one, and you're like, "Ooh, this one's even better." so i watched that one i think whatever your sensibility was was roughly mine was yes. like, hey, yeah, yeah yeah um yeah you know it's good for what it is Yeah, and it knows precisely it. what
2: it is yeah exactly
1: but it's yeah. not a good movie but it's still better than geostorm and that's what i associate with butlers those <laughs> those level of movies at this point i didn't mind geostorm i didn't mind Geostorm. oh uh, it's so bad <laughs> it's so bad
0: the greenland one that came out last year i think that one got a shit ton of popular a buzz and now they're making a sequel i think to that movie so um and carnahan is doing the american remake of the raid so that yeah,
1: which shouldn't be done a i agree with you and uh b just because something made a lot of money doesn't inherently make it good that is 100
0: percent true as well it is
1: I'm just does saying. it mean that a lot of people believe that my opinion is wrong? Sure. But I think objectively, if you were looking at it from an artistic endeavor, oh. that was about a cash grab. Yeah, it always is with Butler. Yeah. It seems as though. Because he could be themes. doing excellent work.
0: Anyway. Good too. Anyway. So the gray, if you haven't seen it, great stuff. Liam and Frank Grillo. Um, way more depth than you anticipate. So yeah. Um, all right. So what's your two? Uh my two
1: is the impossible.
0: Oh, nice choice, man! All right, go ahead. Yeah, Naomi Watts. See, McGregor, yeah, Naomi Williams, Watts.
1: Yeah. Ethan. I mean, you and McGregor hmm. uh, play Tom
0: Holland, a young Tom Holland,
1: a husband and wife. Oh shit, is that young? Because t- there's two sons. Yeah, he's one of the sons. Yeah. No clue on that. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Um. I'm, anyway, so what I love about it is find me a tsunami story that's made been made into a movie this large uh a doesn't exist outside of the impossible and b i appreciate that it focuses on what happened to the white people in southeast asia when something that happened to devastated entire populations of maybe we should focus on those stories as opposed to the vacationers (laughs) (laughs) but I think the movie is still excellent because it's a human experience. Yes. But I did true. think at the time in the movie it like it seems a little dubious that we're doing it from the perspective of those that it's not going to be even more devastating to. <laughs> it's not destroying their entire community, potentially right. wiping out huge swaths of their family, friends, business, yeah. like actual generational impact. That being said, yeah. The ordeal in and of itself is nothing short of harrowing yeah. it is an incredible story it's based on a true story um and it i mean it is unfathomable once you see the amount of potential energy converted into kinetic in the form of fucking water and how much mm-hmm. destruction that can do and the aftermath just all the standing water uh really brings it to life yeah and then since then we've had you know the clips of a couple of different tsunamis yeah over the Oof. years where now that everybody has a cell phone and a camera, before you. Oof. You'd have like security footage and stuff like that, yeah or if somebody happened to have a camera set up yeah um that's crazy uh so it's like right around the cusp of all that we had some footage of that event, and then here's a full-on movie about it and it is it is riveting. I've seen it a couple times now yeah
0: it's an intense film, you're absolutely right about that, and uh they all bring so much. I don't know so much work to what they're doing with their characters. Cause you can see all the emotions and the range of emotions they are going through. And you're right to bring up that it rightfully gets dinged for showing, you know, the white family when all these other people losing their actual homes yeah. and actual livelihoods. Um, uh, but yeah, but it's still a goddamn good film and uh, it's overwhelming um, when you look at that kind of thing and, and what it goes, what it goes through. And I remember watching a Netflix sh- series last year that was about exploring um, like otherworldly shit. And they had this whole, they investigated this whole town in Japan where the ghosts from the people killed in the tsunami show up and do things. Huh. And it was really interesting story or sn- uh, episode of that series. I can't remember the name of the series. But they actually, they had
1: footage of the Sinatra. Dude, you look at that footage, you're just like, wow.
0: It's really overwhelming to see it happening, man.
1: Even even waves where, like, that doesn't look so bad. And then you yeah. think about it like it's it's like a, a eight-foot-tall wave or 10-foot-tall mm-hmm. wave. Mm-hmm. And just think about that. It's also 10, maybe it's cresting at 10. Yeah. seven or eight feet of actual water, wall mm-hmm. of water coming for how long? Yeah. yeah. If it pushed a swell up that large, that's coming for quite a while.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, it's. Cr- I mean, it's crazy to think about. Yeah.
0: Thanks. I was. We, w- I was watching. Uh, yeah. Did you see that uh, the HBO Max one on the Hundred Foot Wave? The the one they released a, a couple of weeks ago or three weeks ago. Is it the surfing one?
1: Yeah, the surfing one. And I. I, I'm I didn't watch that. that, but I've yeah I've seen other stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you look at the size of that Matt, and you go, "What the fuck? Like that? The power of something like that." doesn't make sense i can't even i can't even in my mind like no. create what that would feel like well because it was to fall on
1: you know see yeah, seeing the footage doesn't even do it justice Mm-mm. it never does yeah. uh it never translates in a photo no matter how big and you see this the surfer and whatever and they're just so tiny like the jet ski that takes them out there yeah, yeah. revs them to speed and then they let go and the jet ski that comes down that jet ski is just like Holy shit. <laughs> Let's go. It looks like uh, you ever seen, I think it's a Nat Geo clip of an avalanche and there's a, a rabbit on the snow. No. And it's trying To stay out in front of the avalanche and kind of ends up on top of it. But because they're so light it's yeah. already on top and it's done this before, like it keeps, keeps jumping in the air whenever it hits any kind of terra firma. Wow. And it survived getting off this avalanche, but that's what the jet ski reminds me of. It's just like, Oh shit. Oh shit. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Oh, no, thanks, dude. Now I have been in areas where they have to, to dynamite for avalanches. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, just what, well, just to ensure if we take the snow down now, instead of letting it build up, right. then it'll become a serious problem. But if we throw up an explosive charge out and yeah. I don't think it's dynamite, actually, it's just whatever, some sort of probably piece of C4 or Semtex or something with a detonator on it. You can just throw it straight in as opposed to need to light a flame and all that shit. Right,
2: right. Yeah. um Oof. Oof.
1: but yeah if you're in mountains enough you're that's not that uncommon but 100 foot swells like that's i can't even like a perfect storm what they went up against yeah exactly those weren't even 100 foot waves yeah i don't believe mind,
0: i don't think so either yeah that's kind of crazy and still the boat looked like a fucking toy you know so. oh yeah um all right so that's your two my two is deliverance
1: Okay. See, I don't. That really? was one I couldn't convince myself. That was one of the oh. ones I've read. Oh, well, because they're also fighting. Those other two do like the two guys that do what they do. Yes. Plus the friend that gets away that John Voight is kind of tete a teteing with. Yes. So to me, it was just like there's enough of a mix of uh, the other individuals okay. on top of. Okay. So it seemed like they were co to me. Okay. That was the closest of the ones where I was like, these these are questionable to me. Okay. deliverance i could make a case but i was like there's all these other dudes too
2: though Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: but but i think i mean
0: they're dealing with the water they're dealing with nature running around and doing all the things that they're doing and the way that film ends too um you know with ned doing what he does it's just like whoa uh but yeah they've got the two guys but it's all the other shit they experience as they're trying to escape those guys throughout because i mean it starts out with them wanting to go down this river so in essence, they're setting things up where they're going to be going against nature. It's not like they were forced out onto the river, right? And then from sure. what it leads to, you know what I'm saying? And all the things they go through. Um, but I take your point. So, and uh, I'm sure we don't need to belabor the point of deliverance. People know it. We, and I'm sure for some of you who listen to Cinephiles, we covered it on the Cinephiles. So you guys know the film. So yeah, I, I like the movie, and I think the quality of the film is why it's number two for me in terms of oh, yeah. no, versus nature. So yeah, it's a good
1: movie.
2: Yeah.
0: You it's could a, argue um, those two guys that are that are, are, that are coming after them are essentially animals. You could argue that as well. You
1: know, kind, kind of, know, yeah. They, well, they're trying to cover human. up their tracks.
0: Right, exactly. They're not fucking human. No. Um, all right, so then what's your one? Uh, one is Jaws. Oh, really? Okay. I did not put it on my list. Uh, you Castaway. don't count it? No, Castaway is my one. So go ahead. Yeah, Jaws, go ahead. Yeah, I don't count it because it's a fantastical thing, but I won't. Well, ding you for having it on yours. Because I have the yeah, bear in the edge, so I'm
1: not going to ding you, man. But so Dude. is Crawl. So is. Right, right. The Gray. So is. Well, I don't know about the Gray.
0: Those wolves look
1: real to me. We did say those. Yeah, but we you agreed with me that those wolves were. I said they were close.
0: Jaws outside the lines. Jaws is way outside the lines. A 25 foot, 30
1: foot shark? That's way uh, outside. I think it's probably closer to 25 and what's, <laughs> what's the largest recorded like 22 to three uh, yeah i don't know i don't know what the largest recorded well, is. well i'll look that up get involved real quick as you've been one of the best <laughs> films
0: i love the film i just thought it was an obvious choice and i didn't want to do it and i think i felt like because it's a fantastical shark that i didn't think it would um because at that point i was as to well put the Meg on the list and well yeah but the meg sucks, sucks as we discussed that's a very true that's a very good point largest ever recorded shark is that what you're looking up right
1: now uh, i was looking up the air okay so jaws is 25 yeah the average great white uh, size is 17 and change it's so eight eight. it is it is it's bigger yeah. i didn't realize it was that i thought it was like three four feet you know what i mean which is still yeah. sizable but yeah. not 50 of the original on top of itself <laughs>
0: But still, it's a good choice, and I
1: saw it on a number of lists when I googled. So it's the first movie I thought of, and I was like, it well, "Man versus nature." That's the embodiment of the ocean to me. Right. On. Okay. All right. Well, it's just a foreign environment full of death, and it's nothing against them. It's just that's what they're doing. They're trying to eat to survive. Totally. Totally. uh Just like the rest of us. <laughs> it's. The humans got anyway dialogue. so castaway's your number one castaway's
0: my number one yeah because of the, the i mean the entire film is him man versus nature the whole time. you talk about jaws that was the first thing you thought castaway's the first thing i thought i was like yeah absolutely Got okay. it's like two hours of him out there braving the elements braving nature on that island with no fucking help like no help right so much so that he creates a Humanizes a fucking oh, volleyball. volleyball, yeah, into a, a real thing, and it works for the audience. The audience is legitimately emotional when 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 what happens to Wilson happens to Wilson. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. It's a fucking volleyball, but he makes you care about it. So
1: it's what I said on Collider that got bleep. The only thing I, the only time I ever cursed on Collider when we did oh. Tom Hanks. Yeah. And oh like, right, when we did our list. Yeah, yeah, great. and I was like, it makes you care about a fucking volleyball. <laughs> it's the god's honest truth. I agree. Um, maybe it should have been high. I don't know. I was just like the gray. There's so many wolves that seems very much, yeah, in nature. And then Jaws is so huge, right? Such a it's had such a looming presence in my life. I I don't know. Maybe maybe castaway Fair. should be higher. I don't know. But considering we have so little commonality, it's about to be higher. Yeah, that's true. Um, All right. Well, there's our
0: separate lists: Man versus Nature movies, I and mean, we don't need to go into castaway and Jaws. You guys know those movies. Yeah. Um. So uh, we're going to put this list together and give you our uh, the show's overall top 10 man versus nature list and then read Angela Dashner's list as well. I'm going to grab the bongos
1: as we do that. Grab them bongos. So Castaway is 1-4. Okay. So I would say Castaway, then probably The Grey. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, because that's my three and that's your three as well.
1: Yeah. Okay. And... Then, uh,
0: do we have anything else in common? Nothing. Wow. So I got my number one. Okay and i got my number two so do i two deliverance versus
1: i have the impossible i mean i feel like deliverance is better. got to come after i agree so am i flipping a coin i think you're flipping a coin okay. i'm not competing that i've got a quarter on the handy call in the air okay ready three two a coin. one in the air uh Rance. Did you say you were going to grab a coin? Because you can go ahead and grab a coin if you want to. <laughs> no, I said heads is what I said as well. Oh, I thought you were saying as I was about to flip, I'm going to grab a coin too. Um, I, who won? The impossible one. No. Oh, son of a bitch! You found that wooden wood plank that helps you out. I do. I've marked it in uh, painter's tape, <laughs> that bright blue stuff, framing it on the other planks to make sure that I know I'm aiming ah, for that one.
0: I have a nickel. Does a nickel counters. that
1: go for coin. it? It's a oh. coin. All right, let's. You keep can going. flip the next one. All right, so. All right. Uh, you got uh, your three on. We both you have your. F- What's that? The gray
0: was three for both of us. So we both have our threes on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my uh, four is Aguirre, the wrath of God, or Aguirre, wrath of God. Okay. All right. There it is. Okay. Uh,
1: I have my five.
0: So do I. Jeremiah Johnson versus 127 hours. All right. You calling it? Yep. Tell me when. All right. Go ahead and go tails hit the ceiling. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Let me flip it again. All right. Call it as I flip it.
1: I'm calling tails again. Okay. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. You know, when you're right, you're right. That's the problem. <laughs> My own house betrays me. You found the uh, the wood blank there. Good for you. I'd <laughs> aim for that one next time on the carpet area that favors you.
0: Um. All right. <laughs> Where are we at now? Uh, I have my six. I have my six. Never cry wolf.
1: Your, your turn to flip. Um, so it's the wood plank. Two over from my right foot. <laughs> call in the air. Ready? Sure. Three, two, one. Call it. Tails. It's spinning. Hold on. <laughs> this is bullshit. Oh should have stuck with heads, man. <laughs> sure shit. Everest, what was your six again?
0: Um Never, Never Cry Wolf. wolf. Never cry wolf. Yeah. All right, there it is. We're done. That's ten. Okay, cool. That's All right. 10. Here we go. The top ten man versus nature movies. Yeah. At number ten. Never cry wolf. At number nine. Everest. At number eight, Jeremiah Johnson. At
1: number seven. 127 hours. At number six. Uh, did you say it was Aguirre, Wrath of yeah. God? Aguirre, Wrath of God. Yeah. Okay, That was what, six? Spanish guys uh, speaking in German. That was six. Okay. At number five. Uh, deliverance. At number four. The Impossible. At number three. Jaws. At number two. The Grey.
0: Our number one man versus nature movie is is Castaway.
1: <laughs> um, nice, choices. nice choices. And our thanks to uh, Miss Dashner yes, for, for sending it. us a great idea. I'm not sure that we ever did this before. No, I don't think so. It's two back to back weeks, which is like that's an excellent concept. I can't believe we haven't done it.
0: And I don't take anything for granted. I don't know if Angela's a man or a woman, so I'm just going to say thank you, Angela. Uh,
1: it's a woman. Okay, all right. I Stop know that there. much. All right, just want to make sure. And she's lovely. Time. Um, she is. She was uh, on Golden Ticket.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry, Angela.
1: That's oh, there were Angela. so many. Yeah, there were so many people. There really were. Sweet uh, mother of God, there really were. It was awesome. It was like a you know, hundred some odd people. Anyway, yeah. this is what she writes. Thank you for selecting my topic, and thanks, John and Matt, for all you do. Love oh. the show, and it's great to listen to you to lift my spirits on tough days. Right now, with the ongoing pandemic, tough mm. list to figure out uh the order of. And what is a well-done movie and not a guilty guilty pleasure movie? Here we go. Looking forward to hearing your list at 10. She's got Vertical Limits. Okay. Nine is Dante's Peak. Ooh, yeah. Eight is The Perfect Storm. Okay. Seven is Walkabout, which I have not oh, seen. Oh, yeah. The old one from the 70s, yeah. Uh, six is 127 Hours. Okay. Five is Wild. Oh, yeah. The Reese Witherspoon one. Okay. Four is Everest. Mm-hmm. Three is Into the Wild. Two mm. is castaway and one she has jaws. Oh, all right. So basically, awesome. she has our one, two. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, nice job, Angela. Thank you. Yeah. Great list. Good list. Yeah. Into the Wild was close. I was close with Into the Wild. That was close. Didn't quite get there, but I was close. Yeah. I never, that one never really resonated with me.
2: Mm. Um,
1: uh,
0: no um okay cool all right well thanks so much everybody for listening to this list the man versus nature movies hope we entertained you put a smile on your face and uh distracted you from the madness as angela said that's going on in the world we seek to do that and have a little fun with you all with both this show and topic thunder and whenever we bring back golden ticket that'll be another show that we uh do to you know bring you some joy in your world and entertain you as best as we can right matt
1: Damn straight. So please follow <laughs> us on all our social media so we can interact with you over there on Twitter. It is at top 10 show and on Instagram and YouTube. It is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10. So please, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up, uh, over those. And if you'd like to become a patron and submit a topic at our boss hog level, head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 and uh, join us over there. We'd love to have you. You can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost and check out settle the score. And that is it for me this week. Okay, you
0: can follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And, of course, if you want to follow me or subscribe to me on Twitch, The Outlaw Nation, all one word, and my YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash JohnRokaSays. Go and uh, see all the stuff we got going on there on the YouTube channel. And, of course, the Cinephiles and the Geek Buddy. So, all right, thank you all so much. Be well, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand-new episode of The Top Ten Show. Ooh!